0: Okay, everybody. Good Monday morning, June first, June first. I just just let that resonate for a minute. Um, Wiz, how are you today?
1: I'm doing okay. Yeah, nice, uh, nice uh, sunny day in New York City. The weather has been uh, cooperative, but. Uh,
0: there's a lot of things going on. I uh, uh, got that right. I got that right. Yeah. yeah we, I, uh, you know. I, I, and I think, you know, I, I, look, you and I are born and bred here in the metropolitan New York area. We've been involved in sports our whole lives. So, you know, we've been in surroundings with a lot of different people, a lot of different cultures, uh, which is which is a wonderful thing uh, for sure. Um no one is going to condone the actions that took place in Minneapolis. And obviously, we hope that the protesting uh, is done in a peaceful manner. It's it certainly the scenes that we've seen over the weekend from cities, including our own. It's, it's tough to, to digest, but, you know, justice will prevail and hopefully it can prevail peacefully. Uh, you know, I know the NFL has tried this with Colin Kaepernick, but, you know, the man certainly had a point on a lot of different things. And and though I don't know what it's like to be in the the body of a black man, um, I certainly empathize, but everything going on. And, uh, you know, I know we we both have talked about this a lot in the past, and I I just hope hope people stay safe. And, uh, you know, obviously just one more cherry on top of the Sunday right now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there there, there are a lot of things. I'm not sure I would have believed, uh, you know, a week or two ago that anything would have put – uh, it would have taken the, this pandemic off the headlines, but, uh, you know, you, you're never quite sure. Um, but, uh, you know, we're going to keep marching on with sports and we're going to keep talking about fantasy football and, uh, and uh, give people an outlet. I know you and I like using it for an outlet. And, uh, and uh, you know, the NFL is marching on. We're going to keep marching on. And, uh, and uh, we, you know, we're going to do the best we can to give people a distraction and uh, let them, uh, you know, enjoy a little bit of uh, a, little, a little bit of a distraction as well.
0: Yeah, and I guess uh, you know it's interesting. Uh, you know, in the in the fantasy world, I certainly see a lot more noise. Like you know, you start you know, people are starting to talk about specific players, and you know the depth chart stuff is starting to emerge. And, and we're certainly going to get into that. And uh, you know, one of the elements that we want to talk about today, which I think is one of the more critical aspects of, of, of a fantasy football season and I think we're going to go over a couple of different things uh, in terms of how we view it but it's the waiver process. So, so Wiz, how would you uh, describe you know, you know what, a, what a waiver process is? You know, obviously the uh, players that do this all the time understand it but you know, for some of our novices we kind of want to go into some uh, detail about our, our views on, on the different types of waivers that we use and, and obviously utilizing that system during the season.
1: Yeah, I'm in like seven leagues, and I have, and I think uh, off the top of my head that each league does the waiver wire a little bit differently, <laughs> uh, believe it or not. Um, but it's basically, you know, uh, an opportunity uh, where you're, you know, there's a free agent pool, and you're allowed to try and pick up. Players that are in that free agent pool that's not on anyone's existing roster, and you're trying to pick up one player and drop a player, or trying to pick up two players and drop two, so you know, uh, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. and um, and and there are different ways and methods of how leagues do it, but that's basically the premise, and uh, you know, it's it's certainly um, an important factor, an important element of fantasy football, and I know you and I. Uh, start doing on preparation for free agents very, very early in the week. Um, And, uh, you know, I think there are different strategies to it, but uh, yeah, I know you're, you're, you're someone who, who certainly devotes a lot of time to what's going on in the free agency and you start your work early and you have a, a process as well.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think on, on, I think I kind of started on Monday night. Usually it might sometimes I might actually begin doing it right after Monday night football ends, which I know it sounds a little crazy, but it's kind of fresh on my mind. Um, And I start, and you mentioned you're in seven leagues. I'm in five, same type of situation where in, in my fantasy leagues, every single waiver wire process is done differently. I talk to friends of mine, um, you know, that I advise in, in, in how they do their pickups that process is completely different. We'll talk about a couple of the different processes. I think just the most important thing that you know I'd like to share is that you know this is not something that you this is something that you do have to prepare for. There's a lot of changes, there's a lot of things that go on. I think it is, you know, you have to be somewhat Understanding of what's going on in in, in the news world, Twitter's become a bigger factor in that where news breaks different people that you'll follow. And, uh, and, 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 And we know that players are going to get hurt in the NFL and different opportunities are going to arise and you have to manage your rosters and it has to be done in a proactive manner.
1: Yeah, certainly. And, uh, you know, the, the, you make sure that if, you know, one of the first things we we advise is you, know, you go into your league rules and, and see how the free agency is done. And if you're starting a league, you know, you could listen to, you know, the different options that are used in terms of free agency and maybe pick one. But I guess we could just start going over the different options uh, and different forms of uh, the way the leagues use the waiver wire process. Uh, I'm in a league where, you know, the new week starts on Tuesday and then on Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night, every single night of the week, <clears throat> you're available to pick up free agents. You're, you're given a certain allotment of money and then you put in a price for the player Um, And if you get the player that money comes off uh, your free agent allotment and uh, and you have to deal with that for the the entire season. Uh, Another league does it uh, a a few nights a week um, to, you know, Thursday and Saturday another league does it on Wednesday and Friday. So you could choose which days you want to have your free agents uh, pickups and waiver wires. And, how many days a week you can actually um, have it feel your league. So let's let's just start with that. In terms of twice a week, three times a week, or every single day from Tuesday all the way to Sunday, uh, what, what, what's your preference? Do you have a preference? And I don't think I've ever really asked you that question uh, in terms of free agents. What, what do you like if you had to choose a preference over every day or just a few times a week?
0: So I think there's a lot of, things that go into a football week. So you have to assess the damage from the week before everything that's kind of happened. So I, I kind of like the, the twice a week method, uh, whether you do it uh, Wednesday and Saturday, because we have to remember Thursday night football plays into this equation. And I think it's made things a little bit more complicated. There's also something that we've kind of discussed in the past, uh, you know, a, uh, between ourselves is when a player gets cut on let's say a player gets cut on, on a Wednesday and part of the waiver process, is that player eligible to be picked up, you know, uh, on another night in in the waiver process. And I think, you know, and, and, different leagues treated differently, but for the most part, I like the twice a week ability. So the ability to make moves early in the week before the Thursday game, either on a Wednesday or a Thursday, where you get a little bit more time to kind of assess what's transpired. And then you have the opportunity likely on Saturday night uh, to get ready for Sunday's action for whatever wasn't whatever didn't take place, or maybe there's additional news that comes out in the weekend that may change things. And certainly things like the bye weeks weather, all this kind of stuff plays into it. So for me, I like the twice a week process. And, um, so I, yeah, I mean, I, I like the
1: twice a week process. I mean, if someone, you know, sat with me and, and explained to me why they love every single night of wave wires, I could you know, I, I could, I could buy that as well. Um, you know, both both works, you, know, you know, in interesting ways. I think if you have waiver wires every single night of the week and you're given a certain allotment of money, you know, you, you, that it could kind of go fast um, using your waiver wire money. And I guess that's the other thing we should talk about is the way. We set it up like in some leagues you are given if you have $200 to draft your team with you're maybe given $200 in, in, in free agent money waiver wire money that you'd use for the year and then other leagues run it differently where <clears throat> it's a blanket $5 or $10 per move unlimited moves For the entire year and it gets tacked on to your I guess bill at the end of the year for what you would owe or if you win the league or make money that would get deducted so in terms of like given you know a set allotment to deal with for free agency, or the other option that leaves use, where it's not based on price; it's based on a waiver wire order, and all moves are five dollars or ten dollars. Of those two, which do you prefer?
0: Yeah, I, I like I like I like the one where you have a set amount of money. Say it's a two hundred dollar waiver monies that you have for the year. And you have to be very judicious on how you spend that money. You know, we had a guy last year, our boy call down in uh, sunny Florida, who decided to spend over half of his season money on waivers on one LaShawn McCoy, and, uh, you know, it put a little bit of a constraint on him for the rest of the season and that he didn't have, a, as the season evolved, he didn't have a lot of money to work with. So I like that because there is a level of constraint. It's a, seven, it's a 16-week season, so you need to think about what you're doing. Um, so I prefer that as opposed to, and I play in both leagues as well, both versions. I use both versions. Um, so I prefer the league where you're given a set amount of monies. Yeah, and would
1: be that pick of of McCoy more, you know, I guess interesting is one way to put it and kind of uh – you know, a, a, a little bit. Uh, you know, that added to it was he. It was the it was the move was made prior to week one because LaShawn McCoy signed with Kansas City before they played. He got you know released and then signed. So it's basically using sixty percent of your move money before week one and going uh, the the entire season basically uh, without a. Lot of money, which would leads me to ask you this question. Um, you know, is are there are there circumstances where you would make a dynamic bid? On a player, even if it was extremely, extremely early in the season, if it was a situation where your player got hurt and there was a clear backup and he was going to be the guy or somebody else's number one um running back got hurt and then nobody had the the player that was going to get the start or a backup quarterback you know if Andy Dalton wasn't drafted and and something happened to Dak I mean would there be a circumstance where early in the season you would shove your chips in the middle there and say I'll deal with having little free agent money for most of the season I have to get this
0: player I would answer that emphatically yes uh, and, it, and it would be conditional on my opinion on the player in the situation. But I, but I've done, I've done it in the past. So uh, I, I think it's something that I would do, especially if I had a very strong sentiment about the situation.
1: So it's, it's, it, it, you know, you're trying to, you know, navigate a few things, right, with the free agent, you know, waiver wire all year. You're trying to pick and choose your spot and you know the thing about that is you know if you're going all in or you know a good percentage of your money 50 60 70 percent early on you kind of have to be right or it's got to be a repairing your roster where it's your player that's hurt or something along those lines um so it, 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 I guess in the grand scheme of things, that's the difference of a league where you're given money to pick up players versus just a pure waiver wire because that could just come down to pure luck, the order, uh, record, how the league runs it. So in that case, it really matters the rules. And I guess would you agree that that would be – uh, something where it, the, the where if the league has money allotted,
0: it would definitely be more interesting to see what the results of that bid would become. Oh, yeah, certainly, certainly. And, and you mentioned something interesting too, right? Because in some leagues, yes, it's done by record, where the, the worst record in the league gets to choose first if you're doing it just by picking a player and not bidding on a player. Uh, and, and, Wiz, you've mentioned bidding on players, there's blind auctions that go on that, that the websites do handle. I don't like, I do see in a lot of leagues, especially beginning leagues, where there is no fee for pickups. And I actually don't like that, where players can just be picked up, like there's, there's the set waiver periods, and then after that, it's just, just kind of free-for-all. You can just pick up players, but no matter what's being done, there's no there's no price to pay. And I think there has to be some level yep. of price that people need to pay to pick up players.
1: I agree completely. I think you either have to, you know, it either has to be, you know, your your league is X amount of dollars and that's included in your free agent pickups, or you're getting charged 5 or $10 per pickup and that's going to be added on to your bill at the end of the year. I, I, yeah, I I'm not a fan of just, you know, the Wild West when it comes to free agent pickups. Now don't you play in a, you, you play in one
0: free for all league, right? Where it's just. I'm in,
1: yeah, I'm in a league where there's a set time that you could pick up a player and then after that wave first first wave of pickups go through, then it becomes the, the you know the wild west where, you know, it's a free for all. Pick up any player is enough and, and no there's no charge and I just think that for the guy that's you know, clever and judicious and he's making a few key pickups you know, that's he he's in he's in one area where he shouldn't have to pay that much money. He's not making enough pickups, but the guy who's making five pickups a week, basically coming to like seventy or eighty pickups for the year, he his bill or his league fees have to be higher than the guy who's making a pickup here or there, uh, one a week or or something along the line. So I completely agree with what you said about that uh, the free agent pickups have got to, got to cost something.
0: Now, let me ask you in, in, in leagues. So, so we've seen this happen in some of our leagues. Uh, Cause I used to be in one where zero pickups were allowed. What does that mean? You expend all of your budget. So let's say you have a $200 budget. You use it up by week 11, and then you're still able to stay in the process because they allow you to pick up players for zero that nobody else wanted. And we've talked about yeah, this I before. Mean, I,
1: I, yeah, I mean, I, I've never quite understood that one. Uh, I, you know, I would say that I'm not a fan of it, but I feel much, much stronger than that. I think it's really ridiculous. If you're given X amount of dollars, then, you know, that's your, that's your you know, allotment for the year. You can't, uh, you, can, you know, go over that. I mean, if you walk into a grocery store with a $100 bill in your hand to buy groceries and you pay $100, and and then, you know and then and then you, you can't go buy 10 other things you don't have the money to get it it's the it's the same premise you have x amount of dollars you have to make that last of the year so i'm not a fan of 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 that at all but one other aspect that leagues do differently and I, i'll get your view on which you prefer is some leagues have it where if you pick up a player for $50 And I put in, and I'm the next highest bid at $8 on a particular player. Some leagues work it where, okay, you put in for 50, you get the player for 50, no matter what, if you're the winning bid. And other leagues do it where you put in for 50, I put in for 8 get the player for $9. You get the player for a $1 bid higher than the second guy. So if those two options or, you know, in, in the way that leagues run it, which do you prefer? You get the player at that price or it goes down to a dollar more than the second highest bid.
0: It, now, again, these are, this is a blind situation, so it's a blind auction, but I play with both variations. I actually do like the one where you get the player for $1 more because there's a there's a lot of strategy that goes into You really have to think about how, what amount you're going to put your bid in for. And, you know, sometimes you have to, this is about knowing the owners in your league and how they're going to, how they're going to bid and knowing their ways. I mean, Wiz and I are fortunate that in a lot of leagues we, we, we are in, we've known a lot of the participants for a long time. So you get a kind of a sense of bidding styles. But I kind of like the, the fact that you get some flexibility because uh, I do both but I'm I'm going to give a small lean to the one to the one dollar higher bid how's that I I I
1: also prefer that and I prefer it a little bit more strongly than I think you prefer and I'll tell you why because if you're in a, if you're in a league and there's a free agent pickup and nine guys are putting in bids, right? And a guy's putting in for four, another guy eight, another guy for 11, another guy for 13, 16, 18, and I put in for 90, okay? I'm willing to risk $90 of my free agent money. It's there for the league to see, you know, I've entered it in there, why should I be penalized? The only way I should be penalized and pay that $90 is if another GM also is willing to go at risk and put in for 80 something dollars where I have to pay, you know, you know, 85 or whatever. But if, if, if six guys are being cautious and I'm being aggressive, I don't think I should have that penalty. I think, you know, if if, if you want me to pay that $90, then there needs to be guys that are putting into $89 or in the eighties as well. I think what you're doing is you're penalizing aggression and, um, and you shouldn't be penalized, I think, when other guys are being conservative. If you want me to pay that 90, then there needs to be other guys who, who are being aggressive. So I feel you know a little bit more strongly about it. I am in the leagues where you do get the guy for the price you put in. But I prefer the other method, given the two, for, for the reasons stated.
0: Yeah, I, 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 love, I love the emphaticness. I'll tell you, I'm sitting here laughing for a minute. So, so when I joined the league that Wiz runs, and it's my favorite league, um, I got introduced to the process in which they did their waivers to start, and it was a conference call that was done <laughs> on Friday night, I believe it was, where one of the guys in our league, John Cooper, arranged for all the people in the league to get on this conference call. And when I tell you shenanigans that were going on in this call, so all owners are on that, and we have an open bidding auction process on that call. So a player comes up, and let's say it's back in the day, it's uh, it's uh, you know, Mike Pittman running back from uh, Arizona Cardinals, and that player comes up, and everybody gets an opportunity to bid on it. And you've got Howie Z at the Wendy's drive through. Joe G is in his kitchen, there's pants clanging, kids screaming, dogs barking. This is the way we did our waiver process when I first started this league. It was unbelievable. And I know you used to love those calls. I Sack mean, used to be on there nice and early. I mean, we used to have just a great time. That's a very unique setting. I don't know if we could revisit that. I mean, it was complete pandemonium.
1: I mean, you know, it, it was... It was, it was, it was, there were, there were a lot of laughs. And, you know, for me, I can look back on it at the end of the season and laugh. But, man, it was so much work for me, so frustrating for me. But I'll just tell a quick, funny story about that. Is, you know, one, one week there was a starting quarterback that was available. I forget who. And, uh, and uh, Eric Borsak, may he rest in peace, put a bid on that quarterback. Which I think the entire league did. If not all 12, then certainly 10 or 11 of the 12 teams put in for the player. And he had four good starting quarterbacks, better than the free agent quarterback that was available. So he's on the conference call, and I have to say to him, I say, I say Sack. Why on earth did you put a bid in on this quarterback? You, number one, you have four quarterbacks. Number two, you have four quarterbacks better than this guy. Why are you in on this player? And his response to that was, I knew the league would be in on him. I knew I would never get him. I'd just like to be part of the conference call. <laughs> I mean this is the type of element this is the type of things as you mentioned that we're you know dealing with and uh, you know that dealt with it was a, a lot of a lot of laughs a lot of work a lot of effort but yeah there was a lot of craziness which I guess goes to the point of your league that you start or in can run their waiver wires in many different ways uh a few times a week every night of the week no charge five or $10 per move given $200 or a thousand dollars or whatever it may be to draft, you know, to, to pick up your, your, your free agents for the year, you know, the league should decide, they should talk about it, but it's certainly, it's certainly an interesting element. And uh, I guess let's just, you know, lastly just get into a little bit more of the intricacies of free agent pickups. Um, when you're, when you're looking at the free agent market, um, there's different ways of going about it. Uh, are you looking more at um, a player that's now going to get a chance because of an injury? Are you also looking to maybe take a flyer on a player? Is it maybe a backup quarterback who you think the starting quarterback is in peril of losing his job? Um, what goes through the mind um when analyzing the free agent waiver wire pickups, and, and it certainly can be all of the above.
0: Yeah, I think it is. I'd, I'd add one more to that. So so there's the flyer aspect. Uh, you know, certainly rookies at the start of the year, maybe they don't get that initial opportunity, and and a guy has to kind of find his way. Injury sometimes allows the player to get that opportunity. Uh, I think the backup quarterback one you brought up it, it, it is also part of it. And then, and and I think I think lastly, it, it's 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 players that hey, look, these guys are playing for a very, very short shelf life and they're playing for their careers. And, you know, maybe the players are starting to impress in practice, uh, maybe gets a few more opportunities in the games, which is why you have to pay attention to what's going on in the games. You start noticing a trend of a player potentially getting more targets as the season is going on. This guy's all of a sudden getting six and seven looks a game. Uh, It could be a tight end, a receiver, or a running back that's maybe starting to get, get five or six carries and catch the ball three or four times. So you want to look at those trends that are developing. So I really love to look, you know, if we're out on a Sunday and watching the games, I get to see a little bit more. But you want to dig and look at targets and look at opportunities, playing time that the players are getting. And I think that process begins after the games wrap up on a Saturday, on a Sunday. Um, where I start to do it on Monday, where I'm already looking at this. You know, I know there's columns, uh, you know, free agent columns that come out on a couple of different websites, but I'm doing my work way before then and taking a very close look, both visually when I'm watching the games and obviously looking at box scores and seeing what's happening, looking at targets, things like that.
1: Yeah, and I guess the last thing I will say on I think the the position that offers the mo- at least to me the most interesting aspect of waiver wire pickups are defenses especially in a league where each team can only carry if they want to one defense it usually means <clears throat> that very close to 20 defenses are on the free you know the the waiver wire free agent uh, list and you know you're thinking about pickups maybe not necessarily for the week upcoming but several weeks down the road and i know you do that as well uh in leagues where you carry only one defense or leagues where uh you know the league itself allows the teams to only uh carry one defense Would you agree that defenses are uh, you know a lot of the time of you know the most interesting proposition on the uh, waiver wire
0: list yeah, uh, no, I think that's right. Uh, what's what's astounding to me in leagues where you, most teams carry just one defense is that, you know, when a bye week comes up and they have a really good defense and they're actually willing to put that defense on the waiver wire as a result of that. Now They don't have to. They can carry a second defense, but they're, they're just like, you know what, I'll put the Ravens defense out there and I'll, you know, I'll pick up another defense. I I don't know. I, I question that strategy. I'm 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 a I'm a bit um I would say ultra analytical about defenses and matchups and things like that. And as the season wears on, you know, weather does become an ingredient too. But I, I, I really I, I think to your point, I think people take it a little less serious. I take it very seriously. I think defenses are a critical component to your fantasy team's success.
1: Uh, absolutely and uh, you know like i said in in most leagues you know you look at your your waiver wire free agent list and you you'll see very very close you know to to 16 18 20 defenses even um uh available and uh, and there are some interesting pickups and you know it could be because like you said a good defense was dropped on a bye week or uh, a good defense uh has some great you know a, a defense that's just okay has some really great matchups upcoming so they make the interesting pickups so there's, there's a lot of elements in the waiver wire in in, in terms of how your league runs it and the process of how each team should go about it but we're, we're certainly I know you love this topic and uh, as it gets closer to the season we're going to get into more specifics and really break it down uh, you know we'll double back to all of these things but it's just something to think about and you know if you're starting in a league or you're entering a new league check out the waiver Wire talk to your league about it different ways to go about it and uh, do uh, what you know you think is the you know, the most interesting your league. And uh, as far as I'm concerned, I think that's a wrap as far as the free agent. Anything uh anything else you wanted to add on the topic? Yeah,
0: I'm just laughing here. Cause I know uh, we bring up our boy Jimmy O a lot and, and, and Jimmy's not the best drafter in the world. And he knows that. And, and, but I'll tell you what he's really good at. This guy is really good at his wave of wire because he, diligently researches, I know he calls you five or six times in a, a week to ask you your opinion on things, but he does his work, and he actually, he'll, he'll make up for his lousy drafts every year by really working his waiver process. So, uh, you know, I'll give a shout-out to that, and, and I think that's important. Make sure, make sure you guys are paying attention in the waiver wire because it is a critical element of your team's success in a fantasy season
1: yeah there there's no there's no question about that agree, agree with that and you know sometimes you have to you know try and overcome maybe not necessarily a great draft or injury riddled season and the waiver wire is certainly um you know an, an aspect that should not be um you know overlooked because it's it's kind of a way to rebuild your team and uh and you know you gotta wait and hopefully another team may make a mistake out there by dropping a player uh so a lot of interesting stuff for sure
0: all right awesome wiz well you have, you have a good monday we hope to have some more stuff uh, as the week uh, rolls on uh but stay safe everybody and, ha- and have a great day thanks wiz take care yep